0: Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know and ways to grow. A reading rainbow. Good evening and welcome to the book Deep Standings. I'm your host, Thomas Williamush. All right, I <laughs> if We're gonna just stop doing that. All right. So anyway, um, this is the book report. Um, I'm your host, Tom Tom O'Shea, and then um, so we finally got one done. We finally got a book done today. We have finally got done the book "Win or Learn" Conor or uh, MAA Conor McGregor and Me: A Trainer's Journey by John Kavanaugh, the season one winner. All right, let's see. I got my notes here. No, 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 yeah. All right, so this is what I wrote. All right, so this book is written by John Cavanaugh. He talks about his humble beginnings, like growing up in Dublin, Dublin, Ireland, as a kid. He also goes into the part where, like, he's uh, walking home with his girlfriend and stuff like that. He gets beat up by these mups. By These uh thugs and stuff like that, and that's kind of the changing point in his life where hey, I need to start uh learning how to defend myself, like either through mixed martial arts and stuff like that, because this is yeah, this is pathetic, yeah. So, anyway, so he starts taking up martial arts um while still going to school and uh being a bouncer at a pub at nightclub at night, he uh starts chasing his uh martial arts dream or dreams of being. One of the first, or first, and he becomes the first uh, Irish M.A. born Irish MAA fighter, and starting his own gym and stuff like that, which is Straight Blast Gym, which was was based off an actual gym in the United States by a guy by the name of Gracie. But that was his last name, Gracie. I'm not really sure what, yeah. Although, to the dismay of his parents and other family members, especially his parents, Thinking that he was basically wasting away his money while he could still like use his degree in engineering and get an engineer job and stuff like that. So he talks about some of his uh early, some of his fights, whether failure or success or failure, sometimes failure. Um, basically kind of like made it so like he wanted to become a coach and start his uh gym straight blast gym, which at the time when he started, he was basically a shack. It was basically a shack, a really smelly shack and stuff like that. And, yeah, it wasn't really that great to what is now a state-of-the-art gym at the time. But, like, he got kicked out of places. Um, Some places won't let him build or use a particular building because they had something against MAA and mixed martial arts and stuff like that. Got kicked out of a place one time. Like they had to pack up and immediately had to get out immediately and uh, abandon the building that they were using the straight blast gym at, straight blast gym at. But then he finally they finally did find a place where uh it isn't the the uh, place they're at now, but like it was like the place where like they actually like they did belong. And then um, training guys like Patty O'Hool Patty O'Hulahan, Kaffel. Uh, Kaffel Pered, Pentred, Um, Allison Daly, Gunnar Nielsen, and of course we all know Notorious Conor McGregor, and all those guys and dealing with the fights, and, de- and getting the deals to the fight and getting to the or getting the fights and stuff like that and stuff for them. Um, the night on January or uh, July the nineteenth, twenty fourteen. At USC Fight Night 46 in Dublin, Ireland, where Patty, Caffle, Gunner, and Connor all got wins in front of the hometown crowd, and the place was electric. And other fights too, and they talk about other fights too. They talk about Connor's fight or Connor's fights and like how he basically got the deal or like the USC contract before anybody else. Those did. And uh, his fights with uh, Max Holloway, uh, Cyber, um, Dustin Portier, and then Chad Mendes that would have gave – well, actually, why I said in the email like it was the intern belt because Jose Aldo, they were originally going to fight in July, but uh, I think Aldo hurt himself during the fight and stuff like that. Or during before the fight and like they had to like uh, postpone it so like he was out. So they had to get Chad Mendez, who was kinda like a wrestler too, and a short little dude too. Um, and uh the fight Conor McGregor for the interim featherweight belt. So he uh Conor McGregor wins and then uh he's the interim featherweight champion until they can get a rematch started with uh, Jose Aldo. Which they did on December the twelfth, and then Conor McGregor beat him, and like I think it was like thirty seconds to put Otto to sleep, and he was officially the undisputed featherweight champion. They did also go into a little bit about uh, uh, his fight with the first fight with Nate Diaz, which he lost, but they don't go into like a um, the second fight and then the two time champion belt because the book was written before. They talk a little bit about uh, – yeah, Kavanaugh talks a little bit about uh, dealing with Conor McGregor and how he basically saved him from basically quitting on a, career, on a really great career in the MAA. by like going over to his house like when he quit and like they couldn't find him in his parents' house where he was living and basically just talked him out, hey, dude, stuff like that. Like we really want you back and stuff like that. Do you really want to come back? And like – and just like trying to talk him out and like – convincing him, persuading him to come back to straight blast in. That's kind of how he basically saved Conor McGregor's life some way. And then uh, bringing him back and saving his career. Usually the use of the Mac match in Las Vegas during the Mendez spiral, the supposedly auto fight, which got basically uh, rearranged because of auto being a little chicken, basically. <laughs> Um, and how they use it like kinda like train and stuff like that, and like how they watch what they ate and stuff like that, and like uh ban the stuff that like was like gonna affect them from uh training and stuff like that. And yeah, basically all together, like him, Antrim Lopez, Conor McGregor, and Kavanaugh and all those guys basically hanging out and just training the entire time in Las Vegas before the fight. Yeah, and um let's see given like uh interesting stories about uh Book Patty O'Hu- Patty Hoolihan, who now has a podcast on a uh, Apple Podcast called No Shame, which basically talks like of uh, Irish personalities and stuff like that, like Irish actors, philosophers, some politicians, some scientists and stuff like that. And some sports figures too. Yeah. I listen to that too. I'm a big fan. Um uh Daily Nelson or uh Gunnar Nelson and Caffel Caffle um Perig. And the way – or, like, uh, and makes it into a way where it's really interesting, but, like, it's to the point, a little in-depth, too, but a little interesting, too, and funny. Um, he also loves – I also love his takes, whether it comes from coaching, training, for coaching and training for a fight, deal dealing with fighters, especially the whole – some of the annexes, Conor McGregor and stuff like that. Like, sometimes after a fight, he would basically be gone for, basically, like, almost, like, a week or so and stuff like that or, like, over a week. And, like, uh, they basically, like, had no contact up until then. Stuff like that. And that, that's what I heard, too. Like, uh, him and Conor uh, McGregor basically, like, don't, like, have a talks with each other. Or they don't want talk to each other after uh, they uh, have a fight. Or uh, they uh, have a scheduled fight and stuff like that. Fight as in, like, another opponent. Like, yeah, they work as a team. Yes. They fight each other. <laughs> yeah. And the current state of the NBA, and how, like sometimes in Ireland, it's not really recognized as a sport. And they also go into uh, to um, at the end of the epilogue how a, a fighter from Brazil I'm, I'm not really pronouncing his name right uh, fought one of uh, Kavanaugh's fighters from Straight Blast Gym, and how after the fight the guy started getting like headaches and stuff like that, and like they had to take him to the emergency room, and the guy died. Literally, the guy died. <laughs> which is not you know, I'm not trying to lie and that's kind of what spread out war out war around uh, Ireland basically like how could this happen how we need to ban M- or uh, MAA in Ireland and uh, he made the point where like you really can't do that like and stuff like that like uh, there are sports like every sport has a fatality and stuff like that and a risk like not playing sports and stuff like that I mean Like, what are you going to do? Play, like, uh, sit on the couch and uh, watch TV all day and spend – that's even bad. He even said that. That's even bad than uh, being a part of a sport, like a contact sport, like football, MAA, and all that stuff. Mountaineering. Like, it's – he also made the um, analysis that – or the analogy that people, like, sometimes die climbing Mount Everest. Are they going to ban mountaineering? Yeah. Think about it. Banning mountaineering? Yeah how unthinkable stuff like that so yeah so yeah it's a great read and i recommend it to everybody and uh who enjoys this subject and stuff like that um so that about does it well not yet we're gonna go over um pre-season for a season two preview so we're gonna go over the books in order yeah, and stuff like that. So this isn't yeah the ultimate list yet. So first book and at number one with thirty three percent or uh, with the uh, um at number one, Deliver Us from Darkness*, the untold story of the 3rd Battalion, the Five Hundred Six Infantry Regiment during *Market Garden* by Ed Shane or Ian Gardner and Ed Shames. Um, next book, um, Del- *From Darkness to Greatness*, the first forty years of the New England Patriots. By Jerry Forden, Warsaw, nineteen twenty, Lenin's failed conquest of Europe by Zalinski If these walls could talk, stories from the Reds, Boston Red Sox dugout, locker room, and press box by Jerry Remy and Nick Corfuto. The Boston Red Sox killer bees, Boston baseball's best outfield by Jim Prime and Bill Nolan. The closer by Mariano Rivera and Wayne Coffee. The Search for God in Guinness, a biography of the beer that changed the world by Stephen Mansfield. Collision of Empires, The War on the Eastern Front in 1914 by Prick Butter. All right. Black Mass, Whitey Bulger, The FBI, and A Devil's Deal by Dick Lear and Gerard O'Neill. The Gipper, George Gipp, Newt Rockney, and the dramatic rise of Notre Dame football by Jack Cavanaugh. Homegrown, How the Red Sox Build a Champion from the Ground Up by Alex Speer. The Vanquish, Why the First World War Failed to End by Robert Gerard. The Rio Pinky Blinders, Billy Kimber, the Birmingham Gang, and the Racecourse Wars in the 1920s. General Fox Connor, Pershing's Chief of Operations and Eisenhower's Mentor by Stephen Rappliss. African Kaiser. General Paul von Lettow-Vorbeck and the Great War in Africa, nineteen fifteen from 1914 to 1918, by Robert Galley. These are all in order, by the way, of uh, preseason. Wherever the Green is Worn, The Story of the Irish Sephora, by Tim Pat Cogan. A Brave Black Regiment, The History of the 54th Massachusetts, or Regiment of Massachusetts Volunteers, from 1863 to 1865, by Captain Luis e. F. Emilio. Alvin York, A New Biography of the Hero of the Argonne by Douglas B. Mastriano. Death of a Nation, Plantation Politics and the Making of the Democratic Party by Dinesh D'Souza. The Irish Civil War, Law, Execution, and Atrocity by Sean Entright. The Allies, Roosevelt, Churchill, and Stalin, and the Unlikely Alliance that Won World War II by Winston Grome. 59 and 84, Old Haas Rappern, bare-handed Baseball, and The Greatest Season a Pitcher Ever Had by, a- by Edward Atkorn. Gallipoli by Alan Moorhead. A Mad Catastrophe, The Outbreak of World War I and the Collapse of the Habsburg Empire by Jeffrey Woro. The Last of the Czars, Nicholas II and the Russia Revolution by Robert Service. Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach by Ian O'Connor. The White War: Life and Death on the Italian Front, uh, from 1915 to 1919, by Mark Thompson. The Psalm by Robert Pryor and Trevor Wilson. A World on Fire: Britain's Crucial Role in the American Civil War by Amanda Foreman. Normandy '44: D-Day and the Epic 70-Day Battle for France by James Holland. And the new book entering, taking the place of a, uh, win or learn. Fierce, How Competing for Myself Changed Everything by Allie Allie Raisman. And then in last place, Now Taking the Field, Baseball's All-Time Dream Team for All 30 Franchises by Tom Stone. All right. So that is that preseason. We will immediately, after we uh, go over the first round, of the book league standings we will basically post in our podcast so you will be getting in our podcast pretty soon so season two let it commence all right so thank you guys so much for listening thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing my love subscribe rank review on apple itunes give us a five-star review if you can hold on gotta get on the twitter page <phone rings> Alright, so follow the Twitter page at lowercase book underscore league. And then follow my actual Twitter page at Junkyard Dog underscore 92. So follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. Doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, that about do it. See you guys whenever. Banyana. Notorious With them and look where it got me. But when you back into a corner, tell me how could you not be a kid. I pick the people a picture. I show 'em what it means to be ruthless. Show 'em what you can do when you conceive and pursue shit. Show 'em what you believe you can do. I done deep. I've spent a lot of time, Joe, slaying everybody in the company. Backstage, I'm starting to point off everybody. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The